Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. And I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. As backstory, I've always been curious about the top 0.1% and why they live extraordinary lives. And it comes down to four different aspects. It's time, financial, location, health, freedom. So once I got that secret sauce, uh, I was on a mission to interview those guests that were on the cutting edge, changing the world. I wanted to get their distinctions and insights and share with you. So today I have Heather Roberts, and um, I'm really excited about this conversation. She is empowering women to break the mold of traditional entrepreneurship by creating their own version of success. So I love this. I love this idea of just unconvention and breaking out. Um, today's topic and conversation is all about, you know, bound lifestyle in addition to growing two seven figure plus businesses and much more. So uh, Heather, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really thrilled to be here. Yeah. I know we had connected through Podmatch and um, mm-hmm. tell us the audience more about how you got started, your origin story, and we'll dive right into it. So I'm almost an accidental serial entrepreneur. I co-founded my first business in 2007. And prior to that, I had been a stay-at-home parent for 14 years, raising our three children when my husband was in corporate and we moved all around the world and the country. And in 2002, we sat down and made the decision for him to leave corporate because it was just a lot. And that's what had us um, move from where we were in Missouri um, back to my home state of North Carolina. And we moved with a house to sell and three children in private school and no idea what we were going to do, but we were going to do something. And really what we ended up doing is leaning into what was becoming a new and up and coming choice, working with uh, home decor and certain furniture suppliers and helping them sell to the e-commerce sales channel. So that's Wayfair, Target, Home Depot, Lowe's, Amazon, and every iteration that has happened in the last 16 plus years. So that is where, you know, my accidental entrepreneurship kind of started. And I've just kept going since then. You know, I learned, I've learned so much. It's, it's it's amazing. You know, I love this idea. You know, a lot of people took the leap. Most, a lot of people took the leap after 2020. You know, some people after 2000, you know, people see trends. They can feel it. They can feel the world's changing. A lot of people are going into the entrepreneur route. The corporate world doesn't provide a lot of um, what people are needing now. So um, one thing is talking about, um, you know, we can go into so many different topics, but uh, talking about boundaries, how you use that, you know, when people said, you know, you had uh, kids in private school, you know, uh, house, you know, all that. And then, you know, talk about building boundaries, you know, against, you know, these negative influences. Lord, it has been a process. So I will say that I've learned this 
the hard way and I have fallen off the proverbial wagon several times. Um, but at the end of the day, what I, what I figured out was that I needed to take care of me first because if I didn't take care of me, then I was, so I then began to set for me, the first, the really, the biggie, um, was twofold. One was around my time. I became very, very protective of my time. And meaning, you know, if I had scheduled something to do with one of my kids, or if I have set work hours, you know, that's, that's it. Like I have very strict time boundaries. Um, I don't work Mondays or Fridays. So if it's going to happen, it has to happen on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Um, I also set time, you know, time, excuse me, time frames in there. Um, so that's, you know, that's the first thing. I think the second thing was, you know, our, my first business, I started with my husband. So I don't know if any of your listeners, listeners out there have ever worked with their spouse or their partner. Holy cow. There are so many things that have to go right to make that a successful situation. And so we had to put some rules in place or boundaries. Um, the first of which was you could not talk about work before eight o'clock in the morning and you couldn't talk about it after seven o'clock at night. Mm. Because I have lost, I lost count at the number of the times that my eyeballs would open and one of us would pop out, and the first thing would be something about work. <laughs> and I'm like, that is not the way to start the day. So we put that in place. Um, and there are exceptions, but that leads to the next thing, which is putting in kind of really conscious effort on communication. So, in the sense of what I mean is if there's something that's going on and it something pops in your head about work and you know, my husband says to me, Hey, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, now he knows to say, Hey, I have this thing, you know, this question or this idea, is it okay with you? If we talk about it now, that gives me the option to say, Oh yeah, absolutely. Or no, I'm just not in the headspace. Can we put a pause in that until tomorrow? And he's like, yeah, it's so it's really, that's taken a lot of time. Um, yeah. So I think that's, those are two, if the third one would be instituting what I call my non-negotiable, those are the things that have to happen no matter what. So for me, and it's different for everybody, like whatever yours are, are completely different than mine, I'm sure. But for me, every morning, I need to make sure I exercise. I like to sit down and enjoy a cup of, a cup of tea. And I need to spend 10 to 15 minutes playing with my dogs. It puts me in the right mental frame to be able to go out in the day. You know, other people, whether they journal or they meditate or, you know, all of those things are super important, but that's the things that I have to do every single day in order to make sure I start the day on the right foot. Mm. Well, yeah, I love that. And one thing it's uh, all about uh, talking to so many successful entrepreneurs, they have this morning routine. And as I grow older and talk to more people it's it's all about boundary you know plugging those energetic holes and keeping your sanity you know you're able to and you're gonna you know in the more boundaries you have the more it's like you kind of tune out the world and you and um you can live a better life so um and the more freedom you have right i think that's the that's the thing i think boundaries has this negative connotation that it's something that's rigid and horrible and really it's not because when you have the ability to put those guidelines or bumper pads around different aspects of your life it actually gives you the freedom to do what you want 
And that is life changing. And uh, we can, like I said, we can, there's so many um, things to unpack, but you talk about this creating your own version of success. And um, mm-hmm. the more people I talk to, is like in when I was growing up, there was only one definition of success. And it was like you had this um, nice, you had to have this perfect house, you know, spouse, kids. And, you know, then that was like, that was like it then it just it didn't make sense to me and then yeah but now people have their own version of success so tell people about that and how it relates to boundaries and and uh, we'll get into empowering women and all of that yeah, yeah so i actually think my definition and the way i look at success has evolved through the years i'm a big believer of ages and stages right and so you know my 20 year old self looked at success differently than my 50 year old self does right so for me now where i am is success is flexibility freedom and happiness um and that i am fortunate enough to have and privileged enough to have the financial ability to create that for myself i don't take away from that but i did spend a lot of years you know working really hard to get to that point so for me like this whole conversation around boundaries and success are one and the same. Because if I didn't have boundaries around certain things in my life, then I wouldn't have the success that I that I define. And for me, my definition of boundaries is a little different. And actually everybody's definition for themselves is a little different. But for me, I look at boundaries like my backyard. So in my backyard, I have a fence that goes around it and we have a pool and so forth. And it's a lovely place to be is in my backyard. And in my backyard, I have this fence. So it can keep out the creepy collars that I don't want in my backyard, but it also has a gate. And the fact that we have a gate is so important because that allows me to let into my life the things that I wanna do or that I wanna be around or the people. And here's the funny thing, because also it has a gate, when something isn't working for me anymore, that that little thing can just go storming out the gate and it shuts right behind them, you know? So I don't keep what doesn't work for me. I only have in my backyard what is working for me. And when you take that approach, that right set there is your definition of success. Mm. Yeah, so very, very, very powerful. And then how do you, um, in you're breaking the mold of traditional entrepreneurship and um you know a lot of the traditional roles that different populations and you're creating female empowerment um tell us you know some about this um this idea of um how does it uh you know how has it helped especially you know uh, empower the, the next generation of entrepreneurs yeah great question let me give you a little bit more in depth about my background. And I think that will help explain. So I mentioned that we had co-founded my this business together with my husband. After a few years, he left to go do something else. And I stayed and I grew our, our company and our agency very rapidly um, in, in five years. And at that point, I said to him, hey, I need some more firepower here and talent, you know, would you like to come back to the company or I'm going to have to hire somebody that's really talented and cost a lot of money, but I'd prefer to keep that money in the family. And he was like, okay, yeah, here's the thing. I had been running the business for the last five years. Right. And so when he came back, he thought he was in charge. And I was like, oh no, 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 (laughs) you know, 
we've got to, again, as a as business partners, married couple and everything, had to work it out. And so what we really did was we just we created specific roles and responsibilities, right, for each other. And at the end of the day, somebody had to be the one who was a definitive yes and a definitive no. Given my way that I think and the way I look at business and so forth, I look much bigger, much more macro. Um, and he's much more micro kind of sales oriented and so forth. And I look at all aspects of the business. So we decided that that um, I would be the person who was the, you know, the final say of things of, yes, we're going to do something or not. That's very unconventional. My husband works for me, technically. I'm his boss. And it has been turned out to be the greatest blessing. Um, I also started my own decorative throw pillow company. And I did that because there was a creative outlet that I wanted to have a chance to explore. There are not many women who run one seven figures plus successful company and then say, yeah, I'm going to add to my plate <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, start something else. But I did that with the attention of we built really good team at, you know, at our agency. And that'll do have the throw pillow company to grow it rapidly, to put the systems and processes in place that made it very automated. Um, so we had, you know, a very, very successful company, but with only three of us. So that's that's a different role. It's a different way, right? Along that journey, I realized that I was not, I, I was kind of reached a point where I was like, okay, I'm, I don't want to do throw pillows anymore. I'm done with this. This is not, you know, this is, it's taking up more of my time than I'm willing to give. And so I had done, I did something that I never thought I would do, which was I said, I wanted to sell the business. And I was really lucky. I mean, like, incredibly blessed. Um, and the company sold and we went through deal, due diligence and closed six weeks after I got my offer. So, and we were only on the market for a total of eight weeks. Um, and that is also kind of an unconventional women. First of all, women do not, most women, very, very few of us are their seven figure business owners. And so to say that I have now created two, um, and both are still growing strong. Um, my throw pillow company, you know, just had its 10th year anniversary, even though I don't run it, it's, it's going strong and doing great. And then we've been doing our agency for 16 years. And just by that fact, and by going around and saying to people, I'm not bragging, I'm not, you know, I'm just saying it is possible, you know, a stay at home mom for 14 years, and it is possible that you can do this too. You just have to figure out what it is you want. And you need to believe in yourself and you need to um, really step outside of your comfort zone a bit and, and kind of put away the social norms, right? That tell women, you know, all of the things that we can't do and we shouldn't do and so forth. And if nobody around you understands what the heck it is you're doing, that's okay. They don't need to know my parents for, you know, 16 years still do not understand the businesses that I run. And that's fine. They understood the throw pillows. But other than that, they don't. <laughs> and that's okay. Right. I don't need their validation. You know, I'm doing this for me, but I'm also doing it because we have two daughters and a son and my children are having a very different role model than I had growing up. And they're seeing the ups and the downs and everything in between 
which has allowed them to now in their 20s be empowered to do their own thing. So that was a long answer to it's just by showing and doing and letting people, women in particular, know what's available to them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I know, uh, you know, we're coming towards the end. So I wanted to give you a chance here. You have a podcast um, that for, you know, for, for uh, women entrepreneurs, and you also have mm-hmm. a boundary line VIP program. So mm-hmm. tell the audience about that and how they can reach you and contact you. So the name of my podcast is Boundaries, Business, and Boobs. So obviously it's for women. And if you would like to hear more, you can find that anywhere you find your your podcasts, like Apple or Spotify or whatever. Um, but you can also go to boundariesbusinessandboobs.com and you can learn more about our uh, Boundary Line uh, VIP program where I work with you know seven-figure women and get them to basically create the life that they've wanted and just kind of didn't know how to do, how they can take control again. And um, if you also are interested, I do have a free guide um, that talks about the nine different ways you can start a conversation with someone in your life, whether it be your team or a loved one on boundaries Mm. and how to create them and how to make it successful situation yeah what a fascinating discussion and um how, how about you and then um let's so let's thank heather for coming onto the show talking all about boundaries running a business define conventional wisdom creating your own path uh, and be sure to check out her podcast as well as the um her boundary line program especially for the female audience out there and uh all of these resources will be in the links and show notes. And she's on social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the show. That's awesome. Thank you for having me. This was great. I appreciate it. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.